Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today I'm going to touch on, should we focus on sensation during our training? I've had a bit of a nightmare trying to record this. Uh, this is the third take of doing so, so let's hope it actually works this time and the app I use doesn't crash, but yeah, fingers crossed for it. Uh, so in terms of quick update on myself, so I'm recording this on the Wednesday. I've got my first show on the Sunday. Uh, so today's a rest day. Usually I train legs today, but we're not training legs as close to the show just because it can cause them to be quite inflamed, lose detail, that sort of thing. So it's just best to rest them. And uh, yeah, so food has been up this week, as I've touched on in the previous week, I believe I may have. Uh, and things are good. Things are looking good visually. Uh, my look's improving, which I'm happy with. Energy is improving as well and feeling a lot less fatigued and looking a lot less fatigued as well, which is great. So, jumping into the episode, I'm going to touch on should we focus on sensation sensation during training, sorry. So, sensation is basically feel. Should we focus on feel in the gym? And if we should focus on, let's say, getting a good squeeze during exercises, you could say, or a good mind-muscle connection. In other words, a contraction. So when we do feel movements, this is just basically contractions. Like we feel certain movements and some movements we feel better than others for several reasons, which I'll get into. Uh, And first of all, let's take a leg extension, for example. So a leg extension, you'll typically feel much more than, let's say, a hack squat, a barbell back squat or a leg press. And the reason being, the first reason why, oh, this is going to be the first reason why we feel movements more than others is the length of the muscle. So when we think about uh, leg extension, when our leg is straight and we're loading our leg while it's straight, like like the top of a leg extension, this is when our quad is fully shortened. This is when the muscle length is short. And an example of, let's say, a lengthened quad is at the bottom of a hack squat or the bottom of a barbell back squat or a bottom of the leg press, depending on how deep you go. So this is an example of a quad fully stretched and an example of a quad fully short is when your leg's straight. That's it, fully contracted. You can't get the muscle any shorter. You can't contract it any further. Uh, Just like a bicep, when you tense your arm, you make a bicep, you usually bend your arm, you lift your elbow up basically in line with your shoulder and tense it and this is like a shortened bicep, a fully shortened bicep and this is basically why we feel leg extensions more than let's say a hack squat or a leg press like I said because our our quad is fully shortened and in terms of if this is good, it's not bad to build muscle, we know we build muscle best in the middle and lengthened position of a muscle length, which means we don't require to feel we like fairly short. We don't need to fairly shorten muscles for the most part. You could say the leg extension is different because it works a different part of the quad, but for the most part, we don't need to get a muscle fairly contracted and fairly shortened, which is when we get a good squeeze, which is when we contract a muscle really hard. Another example. Is let's say your chest at the top of a like a pec fly 
with, let's say, a Pickfly machine or maybe you're doing it on cables, this is a fully shortened pick when your biceps jammed right into your chest and when you're at the top of a fly. And like I said, we don't need to be in this position to build muscle. Like we build muscle best in the middle and lengthened position. That doesn't mean there's not benefit in getting a good squeeze or getting a good contraction or fully contracting a muscle, but it's not essential. So what that basically tells us is we shouldn't seek it. We shouldn't just chase movements that give us a good squeeze because that's not where we build muscle best. So if we're putting all legs in one basket, trying to just focus on getting good squeezes, we're going to be leaving progress on the table. And another reason as well is like when we think about the big basic movements like a squat, like a deadlift, like a bench press or any other compound movement, we usually don't get a good squeeze or a good contraction on it. So if let's say we were just going to focus on sensation and getting a good squeeze during the movement, we're probably going to be cutting out the majority of the movements that can build a good bit of muscle tissue, which we don't want. And as well as it, what also allows us to like build, or what also contributes towards feeling a movement effectively is when we're in a stable environment. So when we're, let's say, doing like a preacher curl on a, like a bicep preacher curl, let's say you've got a machine or one of the bicep curl machines. Usually because the handle's in a fixed position, the arm pad's in a fixed position, we feel at best we get a good squeeze on it because there's not a lot of moving parts because we're in a nice stable environment. So that also contributes towards feeling a muscle a bit more effectively. Uh, this isn't bad, but not all movements will be in a stable environment and we don't need to be stable, super stable all the time. Uh, an example is, let's say, doing like a free weight bicep curl. I like it with a dumbbell. We might not get as great a squeeze as a preacher curl, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. And same with, let's say, a leg extension as well. Imagine doing a leg extension without, uh, like, uh, without the seat there. We're not going to be as stable. And as a result, we're not going to feel it as much. Uh, and we can't lift as much load, which is something to consider. Also, something else that contributes towards feeling a movement is co-contractions. So co-contractions is basically when the opposing muscle also contracts. So if I tell you right now, flex your bicep, I'll give you a second to do so, what you've probably done is you've probably lifted your arm up to your side, uh, like in line with your shoulder and squeezed your bicep. When you do so, feel your tricep when you're doing that in that position. Your triceps activated, you're using your tricep while you're doing so. And what I mean by this is, it's not just your bicep you're squeezing, you're, you're unconsciously squeezing your tricep, which is why you feel your bicep work better, because your triceps also getting squeezed, which makes you feel, yeah, it just makes you feel it a bit more. Whereas, if I tell you now, put your palm, face it up and push up on the top of a desk, do that as hard as you can, right? You probably won't feel it what much in your bicep. The reason being is because your tricep's not contracting as well, basically. And the reason why this is important is because in what scenario are you putting the most tension for your bicep? It's going to be when you're pushing up on the table as hard as you can, not flexing your arm. But 
if we feel it better when we're just flexing our arm, then if, let's say, you did just focus on sensation, just focus on getting a good squeeze, then you could, you'd say that's producing less tension on your bicep. You're, you're experiencing, or you're expressing less force. You're basically lifting less load. You're putting less load for your bicep doing that. But we feel it more. So does that mean it's better? Probably not, if that makes sense. So that's a good example why. And also what uh, what else contributes towards how much we feel uh, exercises the load lifted. So let's say we're doing a leg extension. If I told you to pick what weight you can feel best, then you'd probably pick one of your warm-up weights and just get a really good squeeze at the top. You're not going to be picking what you'll do for probably your hard set where you can lift maximum amounts of weight. And this is a balanced act, of course, because with a leg extension, because of the nature of the exercise, it allows you to fully contract your quad. It makes sense to use a weight you can pause at the top and contract it hard and feel it well to an extent, but we don't want to be using a really light weight where we're just focusing on squeezing the muscle because we're going to be using less weight than we potentially can. The same goes for a bicep curl, tricep extension, anything else, or a hamstring curl. It's like, see if I told you, right, pick what weight you can feel best. You're going to be using a lightweight. And we know we want to obviously be applying progressive overload, lifting as much as we can with good form to build muscle. So there comes a point where you're going to have to feel it a bit less. And that's okay. We don't need to get an amazing squeeze from that movement. Research also says that force is higher when we're not using mind-muscle connection. Uh, so I was reading something that I was saying. When we basically do a movement, if we focus on using mind-muscle connection, we do recruit more muscle fibers for the first few reps. But that's it. But if, let's say, we don't focus on using mind-muscle connection throughout the whole set as a whole, and at the end of the set, we recruit more muscle fibers. So basically, we recruit muscle more effectively when we don't focus on getting a good squeeze and mind-muscle connection throughout the set. So it's kind of backed by research. We don't and we shouldn't really focus on just getting a good squeeze and focus on mind-muscle connection a ton. Uh, because it's going to limit the amount of load we can lift and like exercises that are effective don't always give us a good squeeze, basically. And... In terms of what we should focus on in the gym, if we shouldn't focus on just purely sensation, is understanding it can be a valuable tool. Like it is a valuable tool how like a movement feels in some circumstances. Obviously, if something feels really poor, that can be a sign, or if something feels sore, that's a sign. Uh, what I'd think about more in terms of what's a valuable tool is how does your muscle feel after a set. So if you get off a leg press and your quads are in agony. They're burning, your legs are wobbling, you have sore quads for the next three days. You probably worked your quads well during the leg press, although you didn't feel it during the movement. So that's a great example of why you don't need to feel an exercise or get a good squeeze during it. It doesn't mean you are going to be targeting a muscle better because you can get a good squeeze on it. And yeah, just thinking about how did it feel after a set, so getting off, uh, let's say like a leg press, leg extension, hack squat. If you feel that you've got a good pump in that muscle, if it feels tired, then that's probably a good sign you've worked it. So I'd rather rely on that than getting a good squeeze during the movement. Because like I said, 
it's going to be largely dependent on the length of the muscle during the movement and what position it's being worked in, which isn't a good thing to rely on. Because think about it, if we did just rely on getting a good squeeze on legs, we'd just be doing leg extensions and hamstring curls, which is going to limit the amount of tools in our arsenal, the amount of movements we can perform, and limit our progress as a result of it. Also, something else I recommend just focusing on is correct execution, because if we are doing movements with good form, we're going to target the muscle we're trying to target. For example, let's take the leg press because we've been ch talking about it. If you're on the leg press, you have your feet as low as you comfortably can without your heels coming up. You go as deep as you possibly can. You're getting a lot of bend at the knee. You're going to be working your quads. There's not really much choice about it. There's not two ways about it. Your quads are going to be getting worked because the role of our quad is basically extend at the knee to basically straighten our legs so if we're going from a position where our legs are really bent to where our legs are straight we're going to be working our quads so we don't need to feel anything there we know they're going to be working if we're moving weight from a to b with good form to target a muscle the muscle will work simple as that so that's what we should focus on instead and like your muscles gonna have no choice regardless to work and definitely, let's say you take a leg press and you, you do, let's say, 100 kilos and you work up to 200 kilos, with that form, you're going to build muscle, regardless if you feel it. So you don't need to. Same with, let's say, a deadlift as well. You might not feel a deadlift anywhere in your back or in your hamstrings, but if you do, let's say, a straight leg deadlift that we know works your hamstrings, uh, and the reason why a straight leg deadlift works your hamstrings is because one of the hamstrings' job is to basically go from being bent at the hips to extend at the hips, meaning go from being bent over to upright. So if we do so with a neutral spine and we take our deadlift from, let's say, 100 kilos to 200 kilos for a set of, for a set of eight, your back and your hamstrings are going to grow. I don't care if you can't feel it very well in the muscle group, they're going to grow, same with your glutes. And it's because of the muscle length, because we're not isolating a muscle, and because we're also not training much muscles in a shortened, shortened position, but it doesn't mean we're not gonna like build muscle during it. Like I think we can all agree, regardless if you think deadlifts are optimal for muscle growth, you're gonna progress. You're gonna build muscle taking your deadlift from a hundred kilos to two hundred kilos. Uh, so yeah, definitely not something we need to focus on in terms of getting a good squeeze for our muscle group, and. In terms of, yes, something else I was saying there is it's usually when we're isolating a muscle we feel it better because there's less going on and there's less to focus on, which is another reason why we shouldn't focus on just, yeah, feeling a muscle group because we'd just be doing isolation work, which means we'll be spending a very long time in the gym and we won't be doing the big compound movements that we know have a lot of reward to them. And yeah, basically just ensure your form's good, just ensure that you are controlling the weight and doing it in a manner that's going to target the right muscle and progress the movement and you'll build muscle, simple as that. Uh, I wouldn't really stress about focusing on sensation a ton, I'd focus on sensation after the set, but I wouldn't chase sensation because sensation can be for a lot of reasons that we don't quite understand. And there's also... 
like examples of where sensation doesn't mean anything like the top of a barbell back squat we can we can push our hips through and squeeze our glutes at the top of our barbell back squat but that doesn't mean we're going to be growing our glutes that sorry that doesn't mean we're going to we'll, we'll probably grow our glutes during our barbell back squat so i take that back what i mean is that doesn't mean the top's going to be working our glutes well there's no tension on our glutes at the top of a barbell back squat because all our joints are stacked so squeezing them and pushing our hips through isn't gonna base it isn't gonna put any tension through your glutes because everything's stacked like i said so it's pointless doing so the same applies let's say during uh what's a good example like a dumbbell a flat dumbbell press you could get a good squeeze at your chest at the top but you're Dumbbell stacked right above your shoulder, which means there's no tension on our chest. So it doesn't matter if we get a good squeeze at that position. We shouldn't focus on it. Same with any other exercise, really. It's like if there's no tension on the muscle, like we're just squeezing a muscle and not applying tension to it. So we want to, yeah, be putting load through our muscles, obviously, to get them to grow. Because we need to do that and basically apply progressive overload for it to grow. So yeah, that's a few examples of why we don't really want to focus on squeezing a muscle group and we don't need to. Whereas a hip thrust, for example, it might be a good idea squeezing your glutes at the top because holding the contracted position at the top is when we've got a lot of tension on our glutes. Whereas, let's say like a squat, like I said, we don't have a tension on our glutes in that position, so we shouldn't squeeze the muscle group if that makes sense. So yeah. Even if I have my muscle connection, doesn't mean it's valuable to squeeze that muscle, if that makes sense. But I hope you enjoyed the podcast as always, and you appreciate it getting made after three attempts. Uh, so yeah, if you did enjoy it, please like, share, subscribe, put it on your story, tag a friend, tag someone, tag me, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I appreciate everyone listening, let's keep growing the podcast, we're doing well. And I hope everyone has a great day and enjoyed the episode.